Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio. I have a couple of guest co-hosts this week. Paulette is out. She's very busy preparing for a uh, a show. Uh, She's having a very, very busy weekend. We wish her all the best, safe travels, um, and a great outcome uh, with all of that. Paulette, we always miss you. Um, But in the studio, guest co-hosts, I'm very excited to have my friend Yvonne Bartow back from Horses Without Humans. And she has Jan Nierswick with her, who I've emailed back and forth so much I feel I know her. And now I get to meet her in person. So thank you both for being here with us. I love the fact that we did like unplanned color coordination. So it's it's amazing, really. Like the great theme, great colors. I don't know what made me do that, but it worked, right? (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, I have to start out with some very sad news. Many of you know um, that this past weekend, uh, we lost our chief of police here in Ocala. Uh, A great man, uh, incredible part of the community, a great leader everybody's friend, uh, what a great guy, his entire staff, family, friends, and everybody connected to him, uh, very saddened by this uh, plane crash last Sunday. And uh, we want to send our very best um, prayers for support, peace, and comfort out to Amy, his wife, his children, and everybody connected. Uh, Chief Graham will indeed be missed, uh, and we're, we're very saddened, lots of tears. Uh, this week. His memorial service will be 10 o'clock on Friday morning and um, again prayers to all connected there. Uh, Back to horse news. 201 horses are currently entered for the Breeders' Cup. We're going to have our special coverage for you that Saturday. It'll be an additional show where we'll celebrate the Ocala Connections. That'll be presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital supporting sponsors uh, Seminole feed stores and all-in removal. So please join us on Saturday afternoon for that special coverage. We'll be going to the farms uh, of the local connections, which are many in those 201 horses. And of course, it's going to be a very exciting time with Swiss Skydiver making history as such an incredible filly against the boys. Don't forget that this week is Horseween. That is at the downtown market. Great event, should be a lot of fun. We're going to have horses in costumes. Yvonne is going to actually be there with her her horse in costume. Lots of fun, a great opportunity to see horse products, services, use tack, all kinds of goodies, food trucks. A lot of fun, should be a great event. And some of those proceeds are going to go to the new Equine Disaster Fund to help people cover feed and hay and things like pandemics. So um, we're, we're very excited about that. Don't forget the Conservation Summit is coming up. That's November 19th. My, I've heard it's sold out to be there in person, but it is still available for a $30 donation to sign up to watch that virtually. And it certainly is a very important matter that we need to be very concerned about. I love that Horse Farms Forever uh, is so involved in our community and making sure we preserve what makes us the horse capital of the world. The fourth annual Thoroughbred Transformation Expo is coming up at the Florida Horse Park. 
I think we're in the last few days to register now, $9,000 in prize money. I love this one because I love to see these thoroughbreds doing every kind of sport you can think of. And um, they're so versatile, such amazing horses. They're such achievers. Uh, I love to see this. I love this organization. Uh, and Laureen Lockhart will actually be with us on the show next week to talk more about this and the success of this event and how this is really growing um, to be a really, really big deal. And uh, we love to see them, them fighting on to do this this year, despite um, really all the setbacks that people have had in the horse show competing world. The Ocala Cup is also coming up in December. And um, that's always a great one to go and see, the International Ocala Cup. Uh, really, really amazing event. The Pasifinos are so beautiful to watch. Piranha jumped in on that one and sponsored. I'm, I'm real excited to see that. Um, that happening and uh, what a wonderful exciting event that is um, we'll be mentioning another event that's happening this Saturday on Halloween as well um, but we'll be mentioning that later on when we're actually talking about horses without humans and how you can help them so don't book anything for Saturday October 31st uh, a bit more news multiple grade one placed grade two also winner Ganavera is going to enter stud at Joe and Helen Barbazon's Pleasant Acre Stallions right outside of Ocala. Gunavera was actually trained here by Niall Brennan before he went to the track, so he has lots of wonderful Ocala connections. A really amazing horse, the six-year-old son of Dialed In, retired with six wins, five seconds, and three-thirds from 21 starts with an earnings of $5,561,000. Wow. He won or placed in 10 graded stakes with six of these in grade ones. His retirement from racing was announced earlier this month. We certainly will love to have him back local here in the Ocala area. Um, a Pleasant Acre is a really phenomenal horse. Some other local news. Uh, Live Oak International has made the decision um, to safeguard the continuity of Live Oak International in the long term. The tournament for 2021 will not be held. A very emotional and difficult choice to make. But Live Oak International doesn't want to take any risks. And as much as that could be done without spectators, their thoughts are that the spirit of Live Oak International is so much in the VIP tent, in the events, in the goings-on, in the excitement, uh, in the crowd, and all the uh, wonderful things you can do in the vendor village and the food and the parties. And without all of that, it kind of loses its flavor as Live Oak International. So sadly, they will not be having it in 2021. Um, but certainly with any concerns about not being able to have spectators with the international flavor of the event, people traveling from great long distances need to know now so they can plan for that. So sadly, we won't have Live Oak International in 2021, one of my absolute favorites. Um, but they'll be back in 2022. So please uh, stay tuned to their website and social media for upcoming announcements about 2022 and they'll be planning and looking forward uh, to that event instead. It will certainly be missed. Have you attended Live Oak International? Oh my gosh. It's an absolutely amazing driving event. Um, it, it's, it's phenomenal to watch the the horses, you know, going around the course. It's, it's exciting. Um, Chester normally, Chester Webber normally wins. He's probably the top USA uh, driver and certainly, you know, competes internationally. But um, someone will pick up those dates somewhere and have a some of the pony competitions, uh, championships. But um, but it's sad to not have it, you know. 
their party uh, on the Saturday night is usually 700 people. Yeah. And it's fabulous. It's like a huge tent and dinner and there's always a theme and they'll either have a dancer or a singer. They always have a band. Uh, it's just, it, but, but it is very much a spectator event because it, it, I don't know where the excitement, I mean, there would be excitement, but virtually would not be the same uh, as having their uh, in person. And their mission is the highest level of sports, horsemanship and sportsmanship come first, of course. Um, this year, 2020 was, uh, you know, I think it was the their event and our parade, I think, downtown were the last two events before everything. Shut down. Yes. And then I think we literally squeezed in under the wire because that was, um, that was March. And I think maybe a week later, everything was, everything was off, yes. Mm -hmm. So can you imagine if everything had been off before that and all the people who had traveled for Live Oak International were there and yeah. no event. It would have been tough. Uh, we've got to wrap this segment up and we are going to come back with Dr. Adam Kayot from Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and we are going to be talking about narcolepsy in horses. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. 
We're listening to the Horse Pop Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio. Got a couple of special guest co-hosts here. Paulette Stout is out this week. Uh, I'm very thrilled to have Yvonne Barteau back with Jan Nierswick from Horses Without Humans. And joining us by phone, we have Dr. Adam Kayot. And on the break, we were having a little bit of a laugh about my survival trip. Uh, which will actually be coming up in the next segment. We're going to talk a little bit about how equestrians should certainly learn how to do this. But Dr. Kayot, that was a funny conversation. (laughs) 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 Got to have a little bit of laugh these days, you know. (laughs) We are going to talk a little bit about narcolepsy in horses. Dr. Kayot, um, sleep is obviously very important to people. Um, It's important to horses too, but they sleep a lot less. Surprisingly enough, three, three to five hours is sort of average for them. But talk a little bit about sleep disorders in horses. Well, the most most common sleep disorder, I mean, uh, uh, is is narcolepsy um, in, in horses. They don't necessarily have like sleep apnea or uh, anything like that. That that, that might be uh, another um, sleep disorder that humans may have, but. Narcolepsy is uh, luckily not very common, but it, uh, I have seen it uh, a couple times in my career. Um, and it's, uh, it's not very well understood as to why it happens. It's obviously a, um, it's a disorder of the central nervous system um, that can be um, dangerous at some points because depending on the severity, um, the horse can, um, will basically fall asleep uh, at odd times of the day whether they're standing um they could just be um uh, uh going about their regular business then all of a sudden they become um very drowsy and even if you try to walk them they'll walk as you know as they've been sedated you know with some ataxia and stumbling around and it, and it could be actually to the point where some of them will actually lose muscle tone and co- collapse so obviously oh, wow. that could hurt that yes. can hurt them um because they they fall and then um or if you're with the horse, obviously uh, the a thousand pound animal falling on you is yes. not a, a great thing to have happen. No, it's not very well understood because in order to understand it, what they do for people is they obviously put they put electrodes on on their head and they and they're able to uh, monitor their brain activity and that sort of thing. Well, if you could imagine doing that to a horse, that's not very practical. Um, it has been it has been done and attempted um, with limited success. Basically, they've determined that um, it is a um, malfunction in the neurotransmitters in the brain. Um, wow. But uh, it's it is kind of uh, it's kind of a, a strange <laughs> it's kind of a strange occurrence. Um, it can happen in uh, basically all breeds. It's more it's more common in ponies and minis. Um, but uh, it can happen in quarter horses. I've seen it in a draft horse. It can happen in thoroughbreds. Um, never seen it or heard of it in a warm blood, but that doesn't mean that it can't happen, I'm sure. It can happen in those other breeds, and it can certainly happen there. So, Now, how important, is, how important is REM sleep to horses, right. and can that affect them? Like, let's say a horse is on the show circuit um, or maybe has arthritis so he doesn't really get 
comfortable lying down as, as much as he should because he's afraid he can't get back up. Um, or maybe he's hospitalized for something and there's a lot of noise in the, you know, in the hospital and he's not used to it because maybe right. he's used to kind of more quiet. Now, if right. they don't get their REM sleep, first of all, how much REM sleep do they actually need? And if they don't get it due to one yeah. of those circumstances, can that affect them as well? Well, we really don't know how much REM sleep they actually need. It's uh, because um, because of the difficulty to uh, uh, you know to study that um, they don't need a lot of sleep, obviously. And and this this narcoleptic um, these narcoleptic episodes, you may see them in like a REM REM state where their eyes are twitching and 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 moving like like they're in a REM sleep. Um, we don't really know how much REM sleep you actually need to be well rested and to kind of recharge your brain, um, like you do in humans. Um, don't ask me how many how many mm-hmm. hours or how many minutes of REM sleep humans need. I have no idea. But um, <laughs> more than but, I get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I wonder if I get any because I like I hardly ever remember any dreams that I ever have. Oh, so I if I have any or not, but I think I sleep with one eye open. So. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, <laughs> I think that um, I think that uh, some of that is important, obviously, but we don't know how much a horse has. I mean, if they're sleeping three or five hours a day, that's not very much. So that no. doesn't leave very much time for for, uh, a, you know, REM, a REM state. But mm-hmm. um, it's it's a, it's kind of a it's kind of a, a little different um, problem that we see. And uh, it's just kind of interesting to. There is no real, there's no real um, medicine or medical treatment for it. You just kind of have to um, support the horse as best you can, and and uh, um, hopefully they they do okay. Is it something you've ever seen a horse just stop doing? If it, if it was a you know diagnosed as that, is it then just got better or? I've never seen them just stop. No, no. Um, I would imagine that probably takes a long time. I'm not saying that it couldn't. Um, it, pro- it could possibly uh, just stop, but I've never personally seen it uh, a stop, and I haven't heard of it. Um, I know there was one horse, the, the draft horse I spoke spoke about. Um, that horse uh, I saw while I was at vet school, mm-hmm. and then I had another horse that I looked at down here that um, we we suspected narcolepsy. Now. Did hmm. we know for sure? No, but um, had a lot of the a lot of the signs. So um, I don't know. I don't know if, if if they can come out of it. I haven't heard of that happening. Um, but those particular horses, um, uh, as far as I know, never never improved. And it's not necessarily something that you see even in an older horse. No, it can no. happen any you know in any any age really. Um, it's not necessarily in an old horse problem or a geriatric problem. Um, it can happen at any age, and uh, it, it'd be really cool if we could um, study those things more. Yeah. Luckily, it's not very common, but yeah. um, it's, it is out there, and it's something to... Uh, so if, you're, if your horse is... You're, like, wondering, like, why does he do that, or what is going on there? Um, that's something that you might want to think about. Yeah, because um, a, a lot of times, A lot of times you can call your vet out, and your vet will never see it, right? I mean, it doesn't happen, like, all the time. Right. I mean, so you have to sit there and observe the horse and, and, 
and watch it. So if, if you see this in in uh, your horse, then it'd be great to bring that to your veterinarian's yes. attention because um, if you have the chance they, to even get a video yeah. or a photo yeah, exactly. when it happens, yeah. because otherwise yeah. you'd be, you know you're like one of those doctors that looks at you like. No, yeah. there's nothing wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, no, no, really, really. Yeah, I know exactly. that's frustrating when the patient doesn't cooperate with the symptoms when the vet <laughs> is present. <laughs> Yes, happens all the time. All the I'm time. sure. Uh, so, uh, do you know if a horse has ever like collapsed from this with a person like on them, or normally it's not when well, you're riding? I don't riding? know many that have, but I'm sure it could happen. That's yeah. why it's that's why you know you need to yeah. be aware of it because yeah. they can get a, into a cataplectic state where they just boom, yeah, just like fall and they lose total muscle tone. Gosh, that's um, scary. And uh, yeah, that's it is pretty scary. Yeah. Um, uh, because it, it could happen and, and most of them luckily aren't they don't get that bad most of them will just like doze off like you know they're standing there and they'll just doze off and you may see some twitching of the eyes and that sort of thing <laughs> I've done fall. that myself a couple but, of times <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Dr. K, we are at the end of this segment. It just flew by, and actually one of my co-hosts has a question, but we have to wrap it up, so we'll have to save it for next time. Thank you so much for joining us. We always appreciate you being on the show. Peterson and Smith, Equine Hospital, 352-237-6151 if you have any questions. And we will be right back on the Horse Talk Show. Stay with us. This show is presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the host talk show are not necessarily that of Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard owner of Larson Farms is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality, and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. This show is sponsored in part by All In Removal, like jockey and horse, Shavings delivery and manure removal go together naturally and are the green natural solution too. All-in removal offers a great way to save you money combining the two services of quality pine shavings delivery and manure container rental and removal. Great service, great quality and the green choice too. Like All-in removal on Facebook now or go to allinremoval.com for more information. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Louisa Barton here in the studio. Got a couple of guest co-hosts from Horses Without Humans, one of my very favorite uh, organizations for the welfare of horses and they do such an incredible job they've got such wonderful stories to tell Yvonne Bartow and Jan Nearswick here in the studio with us thrilled to have you both here in the next segment the second half of the show we're actually going to share 
quite a bit about them for a couple of segments, and then we're actually going to close you out with the third in an episode uh, series we did with Gypsy Gold Farm. So we've got lots of great stuff for you. But going to start off actually now with something that's not directly related to uh, the equine world, except that on almost every trail ride I've ever gone on, I've got lost. Thankfully, my horse knows the way back. Um, but have you ever thought of if you fell off out in the national forest or the woods somewhere and you couldn't find your way back? And what if it was getting towards the end of the day and your horse maybe made it back and you didn't and they're out looking for you? So interesting thought, because I thought about this because of the number of times that I've got lost. I inherited some horrendous navigational skills. Um, but it did cross my mind a few times when I was riding later in the day, what if I was alone, especially if I was alone and I was riding and somehow my horse, maybe my horse stumbled, I fell off and he got spooked and ran and I was in the woods, what would I do? Well, North Florida Survival School, and not a sponsor of the show, and I've not been paid to say any of this. Um, however, I want to share my experience with you because I think everybody should take this course. So this is, the, this is the weekend warrior course. Warrior because you're not allowed any caffeine, you're not allowed any alcohol. <laughs> and actually one of the hardest things for me was caffeine withdrawals. I had a little bit of a headache from, from not having any, any caffeine by Sunday. But So just things to think about, maybe cut your caffeine back before you do this. Um, but I'm gonna start off by telling you really an amazing experience. So we, we started out, um, Stephen sat on the back of his truck. Uh, Stephen Clayton sat on the back of his truck and he's, um, he actually does a, a lot of, um, uh, he's a certified rescue. He goes in and finds kids, you know, lost in the woods and things like that. Um, so he's been doing this for years and years and years, all his life. And he takes you out in a group uh, to the woods. And this is me trying to like sort myself out um, with, with gear. So you're not supposed to take a tent. Um, you can take a sleeping bag and a mosquito net. They want you to really like live out there on the ground um, and under the stars and really have that experience. We did put a little tarp up for a bit. Um, this is us actually building a debris shelter, a waterproof debris shelter. Uh, he actually showed us how to uh, make a bed out of pine needles and um, uh, dog fennel which is a natural mosquito repellent. You can actually see that on the ground if you're watching us on Facebook. And then we had to go and chop down like little saplings and get branches and things and make like an outside frame. Um, and then he taught us how to like waterproof it basically. Um, and we used palm fronds as like the tiles for the roof. And then we put pine needles on top of that. And we had dog fennel in there to um, prevent the mosquitoes and to help waterproof it and keep things out. Um, and this is one of the people in our group uh, who's actually basically just a, this is just a sleeping hut here. But this is all of us creating that, what they call a debris shelter. So that would provide you with, you know, a place you could get in that would be dry and safe from weather elements and all that sort of thing if you needed a place to, to sleep overnight. Apparently the first 72 hours um, are really the, the crucial ones because most people are rescued within 72 hours of being lost out in the woods or if you're in an accident or um, this is actually I found out this was a lot more comfortable than my sleeping bag and wished I had done it. Um, this is actually just pine leaves and, and dog fennel before we started building the debris shelter and I lay down in it and, and said let me just check this out and 
can see, and it's super comfortable. Um, this is us getting water. Um, water is something that we sort of take for granted. Um, and this is actually a vine that usually grows, it's a muscadine vine, and it usually grows near oak trees. Usually if you find a big oak tree, you can find this vine. But if you cut off just the end of it, there's no water. So you have to actually pull it down and cut a middle section out. Um, but when you cut that middle section, fresh, clean, pure water flows out of that oh, vine. Cool. And there were so many vines around this tree that you actually could drink tons and tons of water. Um, this is when he taught us how to make a bowl. So we cut up a, um, a tree, um, big, big tree limb into chunks. And then we took some of the fire that we had to make and we put it into the section. And then we took, a, a, you can use a reed or a straw. We had straws, but you can use like a reed. And you just blow oxygen underneath the actual coal and it takes the middle, burns the middle out. And you just have to keep blowing until you have a middle. Um, this is when we went down the side of the roads getting um, dog fennel. And it was really, really hot and you have to wear long pants. And it's better if you wear long sleeves, but I'd had enough at one point, I was like. Um, then he taught us how to make a fire the proper way um, to put a stick in the ground first so that it holds it up off the ground. And then um, the different sizes of twigs that you use um, to build the fire. And this is um, bamboo. He taught us how to make a friction set to make our own actual flame. Um, from shreds of the bamboo and um, and then making like a butter knife on the side, kind of a material on the side of the bamboo and then causing friction at just the right speed to get a flame into the shreds of bamboo and then put that into the fire that we built and start our own fire. Did your so, son go with you for that? Yes, did he, he like did. It? Yes, he yeah. did. It, it was really, this is when... Um, uh, Sergio mate got his first flame on his own from his friction set and this is him blowing on it to try um, we actually had to go out into slow down on the photos there Captain Jack <laughs> it's going too quick um, so this is when um, so what what you do is you go into the palmetto and you dig out the middle of the palmetto and underneath like right down in the middle it's kind of hard to get to is what looks like monkey hair um, and you pull out this monkey hair and you make like what looks like a bird nest from it. And then you shred the bamboo with your knife and you make um, a little pile of shredded bamboo. And it is the shredded bamboo that you light and you then put that into the monkey hair. And then you blow oxygen in it. And once you get a little bit of a spark, it then turns into a flame you then put that into the fire. So it's really amazing to, to, um, to learn. And that's him, um, that's actually, that's Sergio blowing into the, um, into the bowl to make the bowl. And we all made like bowls, you use them as a eating bowl or keys or whatever. Um, this is when we decided in the middle of the day that it just got really, really hot. So we jumped in the lake that we were camped near um, which was really, uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful lake. Now, we did see an alligator in there later on in the day, um, but um, he, all the safety things were great, though. I mean, he really knows what he's doing. He made, even though it's not hunting season, oh, that's Penny, his dog. She was brilliant. Um, she guarded the camp at night and kept, you know, anything away. She's quite a 
quite amazing. But he made us wear these orange vests the whole time. Um, even though it's not hunting season, he said there are people who don't abide by the rules all the time. So he said, we're going to act like it's hunting season. And when we're out in the woods, we're, you know, we're going to wear our orange vests so that we don't get shot, um, which was a very good choice. But um, we had a really, really great, uh, great group of people. We, we really learned a lot. We learned the most important thing um, is positivity. That's number one on your list for survival, positive mindset. Apparently, that's the downfall of so many people. This is at the end of uh, the weekend. So it was me and them. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun. But we, we learned how to build a fire. We learned how to make our own flame. Um, <laughs> funny bunch. Uh, we learned how to, how to really survive until we could get rescued. So shout out for them. You can find them at northfloridasurvival.com. Book your weekend warrior course. My opinion, uh, everybody should take this course and um, I think it's a, a really good thing you never know when you might need it coming back after this the second half of the show uh, we're going to do a quick shout out for Pulse Center of Ocala and then we're going to let Yvonne and Jan tell us all about horses without humans stay with us this show is brought to you and bought by Horse Boxes USA the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style Horse Boxes USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera, and dual fans. Visit them at JJ Tax Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best. But we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. Show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all natural, non medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of old right. Yes. <laughs> 
back on the second half of the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Shout out for Pulse Center of Ocala. After sleeping on the ground out in the woods for two nights, I need to get there this week. All equestrians need to uh, treat themselves to Pulse Center of Ocala. So wonderful for your joints, your muscles, everything. You feel so much better. You sleep better. Uh, get that REM sleep in. Uh, PulseCenterofOcala.com. Please find them, make your appointment, and go in for a free demo. Say the Horse Talk Show sent you. You will be glad you did. You might even be addicted. I definitely need my trip there this week. Uh, we are going to switch it over now uh, to Jan and Yvonne from Horses Without Humans. We're going to talk a little bit about horse welfare and some of the things that they do. And then we're going to share some events that are coming up. And we're also going to talk a little bit about the latest uh, rescue of 23 horses. Yvonne, lovely to have you back with us on the show. Yeah, it's great to be here. Tell us a little bit about how you got started in, in Horses Without Humans. You're a horsewoman, yes. uh, a rider, very good one, dressage. Um, what kind of made you, inspired you to, to start this? The knowledge, actually, knowing that horses, uh, equine welfare in the United States right now is not what we want it to be. And, you know, as horsewomen, and, and we all live in our little bubble, we do our thing, and I really realized that um, when I, actually, uh, we are making a movie about equine theater horses, which I do a lot of equine theater, and uh, some just facts came across my computer and I, when I looked at them and I looked them up it took me down a path that I wasn't aware of and I realized that there's a lot of horses good horses that uh, are needing help and I thought well I, I my life has been totally changed and benefited from horses and if so I don't step up how could I ask anybody else to and then it really I won't say grown I'll say snowballed from there <laughs> <laughs> snowballed yeah here we are <laughs> here we are and this is um this is actually a, a rescue that we got from a, it was a hardship situation, a hardship situation for a, a, a man who owned this horse. And when we got him, he was really skin and bones um, and, and kind of living, it was hard because I, I had, I, I felt sorry for the horse, but you couldn't be sorry for the horse and not be sorry for the people as well. This is him now at our barn in Bell, but uh, his feet were a mess. He's got to have glue on shoes now because he couldn't walk. He's got a bit oh, of a club foot and his feet were chipped him. up. He was in, in a place where it's amazing that he didn't get himself cut up, shredded up uh, on, the, on the ground. It was just basically he lived in a junkyard and he, had, he was eating whatever the heck. And he was so happy to see us when we brought him food. And he, his name is Leroy. He's Leroy. a thoroughbred horse. And um, he's a kind, sweet soul. And, and he's about twice the horse that he was when we got him there in this picture. And he still needs a little bit more weight on him. And he's just a funny little clown of a horse, but very, very friendly. <laughs> and I think sweet. when his feet are good, he'll be a nice riding horse as well. And he's available for adoption or sponsorship Aww. at the farm. It must be very rewarding to see these animals turn around and come back from terrible situations. I, I mean, I, I don't want to be critical because this year especially has been really hard on a lot of people, but I'm sure at many cases the people don't want to be in that situation. I'm sure you see the bad ones. Heart-wrenching surrenders, actually, right? Jan I, on our Facebook uh, yeah. post, we had a gentleman that had to bring in two horses, and he did it right. I mean, he was worried about his horses, but he brought them, he brought their food, he brought everything, tack. and tack, everything that they needed. Um, oh, and this is one uh, horse here. This horse came from a Mississippi kill pen, this mare, and she'd 
lost her foal, she's young herself, three or four, and the smiling lady uh, holding on to her there is just recently sponsoring this mare with the thought to adopt her. Aww. Uh, our sponsorship program is just fabulous because you can kind of prospect yes. on a horse, and if it works out, a part of the sponsorship fee goes towards the adoption fee. How and nice. so you can say, okay, well, I've, I've sponsored this horse a little bit. And here's Aww. Rain that we all remember from the Rain, boneyard last yes. year. And um, there should be a picture that you're going to see in a minute of her at a one year. Oh, this is Eddie. This is a year ago, and you do remember. I do, here. yes. You visited these horses. Rain and Eddie, I, I love yeah. both and of them. And Are they still with now, you? There's Eddie. Look oh, my Eddie. gosh. Look at Eddie at his one That year. gives me goose Isn't pimples. That's yeah. beautiful. Yes. And he's adopted to a family in Gainesville. Now, he'll be at our, our kind of Halloween show. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What a on. nice rear and end. He started to <laughs> broke under saddle and going well. And he's, he's a model. Sweetest yeah. champion. He's made a calendar of the Trafalgar catalog. Look at him. That's the horse. That's Eddie. And everybody loved Eddie. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, him and Rain were the two poster uh, horses for the Boneyard because they were both young. And there's Rain now. You know, oh, and this my is her at gosh. A year. And we had a lovely uh, lady, Stephanie Lynn Photography, that came and took these photos just as a benefit to our rescue and got these kind of glamour shots of our Boneyard horses at a year anniversary. And oh. it's just amazing. Look at them now. And Rain is So if you're listening on the radio, folks, you can go to the Horse Talk Show on Facebook, roll back, uh, to Wednesday evening and you can actually see these horses that yeah. Yvonne is yeah. talking about so yeah that, it was a really heart-wrenching uh, group what a beauty she so is she is yeah. she's kind of funny and sweet what breed is she oh well good heavens this was from a Mississippi kill pen and they said they were gypsy banner crosses but they didn't yeah I was gonna say looks like a cross little, with yeah. some gypsy yeah and we got uh, 13 in at one time this is them when they came from the kill pen and I no. don't really normally advocate getting horses from a kill pen because of so many reasons that we can't get into on the show right now but um, I was compelled because these horses were feral meaning not halter broke and you know a lot of times these horses actually can get out of these kill pens when they have some value these ones didn't have a chance and they were going to ship because they were not touchable and we have had a grand old merry time just getting them <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah Aww. all my help was a little bit not happy with me this past week with these two-hour round pen sessions tacked on to the end of every day so oh but my god they're all halter broke now they've all had halters and started leading and a few of them have sponsors so that's great i mean we're always looking oh for yeah, beautiful uh, babies they are they and they're gentle horses and i think they just didn't know and they were terrified and unfortunately sometimes they move those horses around with a prod and if that's all they've had then you go walking up to them and they're like yeah no no, no, mm -hmm. over the fence, through the fence, whatever. And now, um, your background, Yvonne, you're, you're going to get horses that, in this case, haven't even been halter broke. Clearly, you must have a lot of knowledge on starting horses. Yes, yes, I have. I've probably been had a hand in starting over a 1,000 horses. Wow. And so that is a lot. Um, I have judged the Road to the Horse, which is a world champ uh, you know, champion colt starting contest. I've judged that twice. Mm -hmm. And um, and so, yeah, I know how horses should start, and I kind of know the join-up techniques. And, and the one thing that you don't know is how long are things going to take. It takes what it takes. And, right. um, and that's hard for the interns and the kids that work for you that already are working hard. And then I tack on, uh, we had the 23. 
three horses from Okeechobee that we got uh, from that illegal slaughter situation. And that was a really tricky um, deal. And then this group here, all feral horses again. So our summer has been a lot of round pen work, and a lot of these kids now know much more than they did about round pen. I bet you the, the, the interns and the, and the kids that you have come and help, you learn a, a lot. Uh, everything from seeing these horses in a terrible, de desperate situation that they're in to starting them right from the beginning. And I'm sure in many cases, if there has been abuse, even if they were already started, you pretty much got to start again because start you've got again. to reprogram because their experience has been... Not and the good. girls learn a lot of first aid and veterinary care because like this group, they all came in sick. You know, they all come with eye issues and respiratory issues, and oh. so then you have to give meds to feral horses. How do you do that? So they learn. They learn so many incredible skills. Just there's just the cuts in there on them. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just they're they're not in good shape when they come. And a lot of people ask about our adoption fees, why they are the way they are. And we have so much into these horses. By the time they're available for adoption, oh my they gosh, don't even yes. resemble the horses that came in. No, no, they're, I can only really imagine. So. It's a long way. It's a long road for them. It's amazing. You guys are incredible. The good news is, even though we're at the end of this segment, we're coming right back and we're going to talk a little bit more about the 23 horses uh, in the situation that Yvonne just mentioned. And we're also going to talk a little bit about the upcoming events that uh, Yvonne and Jan have to help fundraise for this very expensive and time-consuming labor of love that they uh, have made a big part of their lives. We'll be back in just a few minutes on the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet this hour. Stay with us. The Equine Performance Center Opala with numerous success stories and featuring the most advanced equine conditioning and rehab equipment available in the world today is striving to be the best in the nation. Find them on the web at epcrehab.com and like them on Facebook now. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. Horses live in fly-free barns. Don't allow annoying flies and mosquitoes to cause disease and health issues getting between you and your horse's happiness and health. Get your fly misting system now from Acres Pest Control. With over 20 years of pest control experience, family owned, licensed and insured. Get your free inspection with Acres, the best for your Acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. That's A-K-E-R-S pestcontrol.com. Pest Control offers a variety of professional pest control services for farm owners, residential and commercial customers. Control pests, fire ants, mosquitoes, rodents and more. Also offering fly misting systems with speedy response, friendly service and effective pest control techniques. No contracts and affordable, effective pest control. Acres, A-K-E-R-S, is the best for your acres. Check them out now at acrespestcontrol.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. 
back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio. I have Jan and Yvonne here from Horses Without Humans. We've been talking about their story and some of the things that they have been involved in saving thousands of horses. Uh, Jan, I'm going to have you share with our listeners how they can help. Okay. We have so many ways, and we can't share it enough on Facebook. First thing I would say is please uh, like our page on Facebook. Just go to Horses Without Humans on Facebook. We go through lists many times, but we, we, we don't want to be too redundant. So ways that people can help are, A, they can sponsor a horse. You can pay for horses' monthly costs, um, and that will, that will then free up our funds to be able to help another horse. Um, if you don't necessarily have the means to cover a horse's entire monthly costs, you can make a donation. Uh, you can also, uh, you can make a donation through PayPal on our website, which there's always a link on our Facebook page. We have an Amazon wish list where you can buy products, and we've chose products in every price range. So if you want to spend a few dollars, it's, if that's all that you have that you can help, then we're thrilled. Um, any little bit helps. And we go all the way up to some more expensive items like wheelbarrows and things like that we always need. Uh, in addition to that, if you feel strongly about perhaps contributing to vet bills, Spring Hill Equine, uh, they have allowed us to share their information on Facebook also, and you can contribute right with the vet. And then they'll hold it on account for when we have a need, and they'll apply it to that. Our feed supplier, uh, Fort White Feed, also will do the same thing. We've got their information on Facebook. And if you just simply call them, give them a credit card and say, I'd like to buy a round bale, or perhaps you'd like to buy several bags of feed or really anything that we can use, they'll then credit our account and, and help us that way. In addition to sponsoring an individual horse, if you felt really strongly about one horse, you could sponsor that individual horse. We also have in-house foster programs for people who are local where you can foster the horse and you can help with some of the costs and you can then play a really active role in that horse's life and come How daily, neat. clean yeah. stalls, do all kinds of things, whatever you want to do, groom, bathe, anything like that. And then of course adoption, which is, is, is our passion and it's how we can help as many horses as possible because every horse that gets adopted out, in essence, enables us to save two. You're saving the one that you've adopted and you've just then freed up space and finances for us to then bring another one in. How wonderful. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the 23, the Okeechobee story. That was something because uh, these horses were uh, part of an illegal slaughter situation that was down in Okeechobee with this Cotto Martinez, Manuel Cotto Martinez, who has many times been arrested for this. And uh, he just would skip and go out and, and start again somewhere else. And he was caught uh, literally red-handed selling fresh horse meat to an FBI agent. And uh, that was the time before. This time, some trail riders saw these buzzards around this field all the time, the field all the time, and they rode in and they saw, you know, carcasses of horses and a nearly dead horse, and it was horrible. So they rode, got animal control out there. Animal control uh, seized 23 horses. Unfortunately, the group of horses there were also feral. And it was COVID, and they didn't have any one organization that was 
in any way able to take this many feral horses in. And um, they were high energy feral horses as well. And luckily they were in a kind of a, um, a place where we could at least get them into stock trailers and bring them home. So the young stock went out uh, to a, a friend of mine's farm and uh, she's turning into a foster fail, I will have to say. She's probably going to adopt the young ones that she has. I love life. foster fails. I love that too. <laughs> and, um, that, the, there were some that were in foals. So we've had two foals from that group already. They're at the farm. They'll be there for our, our holiday weekend at Halloween. The two uh, babies are now weaned from those, ho those mothers. And the mothers are going to head into training. And our hard part too is that we can't, we can't train everything. We have, I think, 60. We did a count, and we have 60 um, rescues there. And I keep saying, oh, we should have 35. 35 is the number. 35 is the number we can do. And then there's surrenders. And then there's something like this, where you have to take in a large group at once. And what are you going to say? No, I'm right. only going to take four. I don't have room. I'm really bad at saying no to four horses. So we always find a way. But um, yeah, we could use you know help. And boots on the ground, volunteers, anything that somebody would want to do to come out and uh, this Saturday would be a great time to visit the farm. Oh yes, and tell us about this Saturday. We have two things going on. We do, it's an exciting day. Yeah. Um, Events time. Yes, we have mm -hmm. a, a, a yard sale that we were very impressed. We got so many items given to us. Household items, furniture items, things that we can sell, silent auction items. Some horse items. Some horse items, yeah. Mm -hmm. We've got some saddles, mm -hmm. we've got some tack, we've got all kinds Ads, of things. Yeah. That happens a bit earlier. That's about 10 in the morning, I think. And then yes. uh, starting about noon, we're going to have our Halloween party with paint pony, pony rides, uh, we're going to have exhibitions, some theater exhibitions, which you know we're fairly good oh, at. Oh, I know you're very good at those. We're doing the Lion I'm King. I'm planning to come to the one in December. Yes. <laughs> I'm hoping you invite yep. me. Yes, you're invited. There's a table with your name on it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah, that will be fun. And I'll we're bring at the some Oaks cool people. Oh, yeah. Um, Oaks in Lake City, because uh, we were at Canterbury last year, and uh, that a facility was getting redone, and because of COVID, COVID uh, it got set back. And so we are at uh, the Oaks in Lake City, and it is a beautiful, beautiful place. And we are also uh, now managing that for our training barn because our rescues are just taking over our place. <laughs> and so we are going to have two facilities running now. Wow. Uh, the Oaks will be more training. It has an eventing course. It's got a full covered arena. Oh it's got gosh. outside jumping, nine mm, miles exciting. of trail rides. So you can come trail riding nice. if you like. I like that oh, idea. Beautiful, and the barn is just unbelievable. The O'Connors were there. Oh yes. And uh, so it was built to immaculate standards. It's a fabulous place, and we're going to be really happy and proud to be there and to have the holiday show as well as we will feature some rescues there all the time that are ready for adoption because people might want to come in and trail ride or find their next horse. So we're we're kind of uh, branching out and uh, adding more work to our plate is what we're yes, adding. Yes, you're adding more work. <laughs> yes, but um, this weekend should be a really fun go and kids in costume, costume contest, agility contest for the kids to run and take oh, a fun. hand at being a working student. You know, how quick can they do a little chore list and uh, uh, just things with the horses and exhibitions and a fun day out and plenty of space so we can all keep our, our distance. How yeah. wonderful. So we have Halloween candy, we have a lunch counter, um, we have all kinds of fun stuff. I know, you know, I said about, um, about Horseween uh, this week, I said, how much better can you do than being outdoors at a masked event? That's right. Yeah, we'll be there tomorrow. I know, I'm, I'm really excited because last year you were 
And actually, it's not, <laughs> it's not going to be me on Poppy this year. Uh, my daughter, uh, that was a guardian angel, Hootie, with her guardian angel horse will be there. And uh, oh, she beautiful. is much prettier than I am in a costume. And so I think that's uh, worth having her there. And we're oh, going to bring lovely. one of our little rescues uh, as a lion. He'll be a, one for, a little mini yes! lion. Yes! So that will be fun. You've just solved my problem. Oh. I was trying to figure out how I could be organizing this event and going home to get my mini and get him in his lion costume. And because we need a lion for the Oz theme that we were kind of doing. So if you've got one coming that's in a lion costume. You have an I don't Oz theme? Yeah, we were thinking, well, you see, Paulette was going to bring Oz, her uh -huh. gypsy vanna, mm -hmm. whose name is Oz, in as Oz. But she can't come, so we don't have Oz. But Claudia is bringing her horse as a witch. And I've got a scarecrow costume. And I lent my Dorothy costume to Dawn. So now we just need a dog, a small dog, to be Toto, and we need a tin Chico. man. We have a dog. We have a dog. We've got Chico. a little dark dog that. Yeah. Okay, so oh, th so there's to Toto. And so we have a. Do so we, we just need to wrap a. Yes, we have a Dorothy, and so we need a tin man and a and a lion. And I was going to bring my mini and put this dog lion costume on him. But if you've got the lion, no, we've got the lion. Got the lion. I don't need yeah. to go home and get my mini. <laughs> yeah. And now we just great. need a tin man. We may be able to do that, too. Oh, do we really want to? Oh, that <laughs> costume. No. Oh, my gosh. No, Please do it, Tin Man. No, it's awful. Jan, <laughs> if you have a Tin Man costume, I insist. No, maybe myself. <laughs> no, did we I think we might have even thrown it out, oh, though. I no, it was really Yeah, we did the National Western Stock Show. We, we did, did in Denver. We were in Denver with man. it. I was a Tin Man, and it was horrifying. I, costume, so. I really want to see that. Oh, we are at the end of this segment. Absolutely flew by. But listen, please help horses without humans i've been out to the farm in bell it's incredible their operation is amazing their work uh tear jerking but incredible a true labor of love so if you can volunteer donate help with vet bills feed uh, anything you can help with um they they love it horses without humans.org truly a wonderful organization that uh, needs our support. We love it when we can we can see people really helping horses. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank They're going to stay with us at the end of the show. We're coming right back with the Gypsy Gold segment number three. So stay with us. It's brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors on West Highway 40. Stock up for summer and fly season now with fly masks, fly control and spray, vaccines, and all you need for a Florida summer. Tons of farrier supplies, healthcare, and stable supplies at TT Distributors. Like them on Facebook or online at ttdistributors.com. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala. Experience the difference in buying. Palm makes it simple with no pressure, the best sales staff, and lots of inventory. Experience the difference at Palm Chevy in Ocala or online at palmchevrolet.com. Palm Chevy, buy new roads. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. 
I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show here at the Gypsy Gold Farm Tour with Dennis Thompson. And we've been talking about his adventures in England with the gypsies and their incredible horses. And we're going to let him tell us the rest. Well, we would trace the log's genetic history through three countries and, uh, and discover that he was uh, the highest priced colt in all of Great Britain. And I think it was 1992. Roy Evans paid £7,000 for him. That's $12,500 for a horse nobody's ever heard of. It's not recognized as a breed. So it was, you know, it was, it was an, a phenomenal thing, really. But it took two years to buy the log. The log remained one of the top three stallions we ever found in that four years of searching. Uh, at the time, again, we had 700 animals. And over the first two years, we understood what the breed was and was not and found homes for, Cindy found homes for 700 animals. And we transferred that investment into the next two years and bought two out of three of the best stallions we ever found at 14 mares. 11 of the 14 mares are daughters of the best three stallions we ever found, and two are granddaughters of one of the breed's greatest sires called the lobbyard horse. He'd lob his ear to the side when he looked at you. Fa <laughs> famous stallion even to this day. But the log, he looked like a log. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't heard from Roy Evans for 25 years. I hadn't talked to him. I sent, uh, you only deal in cash when you buy something from travelers, and, and uh, so I sent thousands of dollars in cash to Phil Ball, the manager of the Shire Center. And I didn't know him all that well, but I took a chance. And Phil took uh, the money to Roy Evans, and, and Roy handed him the lead, and, and, uh, and he had tears in his eyes, and he, he said, Kushtibach. And uh, that same year, we got a Christmas card from a gypsy couple, and, and uh, they don't read and write, most of them. And so we were surprised to get a card, and all it said was Kushtibach. That means good luck in their language. So we thought that's the perfect name for the first of a breed. So the log became GV00001, the first selectively bred horse in the world raised by British gypsies ever to be recognized as a breed and the first gypsy vanner horse stallion in North America, Easter Sunday, 1997. I hadn't heard from Roy Evans in 25 years. In February of 2020, I get a message on Facebook from a man named Billy Evans. He said, I'm looking for a horse called the Log. He said, I've been looking for two months. He said, by any chance do you have him? I said, he's buried on my farm. He said, my granddad is Roy Evans. And he said, he talks about the Log a lot. And uh, he said, I just, I wanted to find him for him, you know. He said, his picture my granddad has the log's picture over his fireplace, and he's requested to be buried with it. Yeah, 25 years later. That's crazy. And uh, so he gave me Roy's phone number, and I called Roy, and we had a nice visit and everything, and uh, the man that owned the log. The first two got here November 24th, 1996. Their names were Bat and Dolly, and they flew into Newburgh, New York. The last location, I mean, the last battle of the Revolutionary War. George Washington sent Thomas Jefferson to Newburgh, New York, to attack a rampart. Rampart's red glare. Fifty British soldiers were there. George Washington sent Thomas Jefferson with 400 men. Couldn't lose. <laughs> but... 
Uh, that was the last battle of the Revolutionary War. But anyway, that's where the United States USDA quarantine station is. And Cindy and I were excited that Bat and Dolly were, you know, the first two in America. So uh, we went to Newburgh and, uh, to pick them up. And I tell people we bubble wrapped them. We, we, bought, we bought blankets that were very, very thick. And we put hoods over their head and everything. If we, if we got in an accident, they just bounce around a little bit, you know. <laughs> and they said at the quarantine station they'd never seen a horse dressed like that. But anyway, so on the way home, we had to find a place to stop, and Cindy found this place called Meander Plantation, uh, bed and breakfast with the stables, and and it was it was recently opened by a uh, a chef from Chicago and a food critic from Chicago, and so we stayed there and we hit it off with them, and the next day was Thanksgiving, and they asked us to stay, and of course, if a chef and a food critic ask you, you stay. Uh, so anyway, they said, there's going to be one other family join you. And it was the King Ranch of yeah. Quarter Horse, yeah, the, the foundation Ranch. of the Quarter Horse. Right. So Thanksgiving dinner is at the Meander Plantation. The birth of the American Quarter Horse and the birth of the Gypsy Vanner Horse are having Thanksgiving dinner as Bat and Dolly munch hay in a stables that was up once owned by Thomas Jefferson's father. Meander Plantation was Thomas Jefferson's father's plantation, and under, under his ownership, it was called Elam, a biblical term that means seven palms, seven springs, and peace. So very, I mean, historically, it was Lots just very, very unusual thing, yeah, yeah. Lots of history in your adventures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And history making to, um, to actually get that breed registered. Yep, yeah, we established the world's first registry for a selectively bred horse raised by British gypsies called the Gypsy Vanner Horse Society, November 24th, 1996. Today, there are, I think, somewhere around 8,000 registered Gypsy Vanner horses here in America, and we have a division in Argentina, Colombia, New Zealand, and Canada. So it's, it's grown a lot in 25 years. Yeah. Changed the world. Oh, I don't, I, don't, I don't know about that, but yeah, it's a, when you do something, you know, they say 50% will love you and 50% will hate you. And I think over 25 years, I'd, I'd like to think that the percentages uh, of the lovers have, have become a little bit uh, more than the percentage of the haters. So anyway, but it's, it's not an easy thing to do, you know, when you become public with anything. You know, there's people that love what you do and people who hate what you do. So that's just part of the human experience, I think. Even Paul McCartney. <laughs> Yeah. Now here today. Who doesn't love Paul McCartney. <laughs> you can find somebody who doesn't. You can bet on it. Yeah. Now here today in 2020, how many gypsy vanners do you have on the farm? I've only got about maybe 25 or 30 right now. Yeah, we have. Oh, is that all? Yeah, that's all. Uh, <laughs> we have five. I think five mules and eight donkeys and I think 10 macaws and and uh, probably 15 chickens and and uh, probably 15 white Belgian racing pigeons. So, small inventory right now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Way down from 700 and possibly 701, right? Right, right. If my wife would let me, we'd probably get back up to 700 again, but she keeps the lid on me, which is, it's, it's a good thing, yeah. It's a good thing she can, somebody needs to, right, Dennis? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it gets a little crazy. You know, uh, Aaron was talking earlier about uh, the love of animals and this type of thing. And, and when, you, when you love something, it flourishes. 
You know, it just does. Um, I, when I was a little kid, I had grand champion rabbits and ducks and all this type of thing at the county fair. And I'm positive that that comes from love. It comes from going out and picking little special things for them to eat and, and uh, you know, just caring, caring for them in an ultimate way. And, uh, and every, every animal lover understands that. So, yeah. Incredible. Um, I've always had an affinity with uh, both Dennis and Erin, and I can really understand why. Because the love of the four-legged family is, without a doubt, one of the most rewarding relationships you'll ever have in your whole life. And you can enjoy it and share it here at the Gypsy Gold Farm for sure when you come and visit them. I hope you'll get the chance. We've got more with Dennis and Erin. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. <laughs> we are at the end of the Horse Talk Show. That was great. That was episode three with Gypsy Gold Farm. We've got several more episodes to tell you their whole story. You'll really enjoy them. Make sure you tune in uh, every week to the Horse Talk Show. You can also find us at the Horse Talk Show TV on YouTube if you want to watch the rest of those Gypsy Gold segments and a number of other segments we've taken from in and around and beyond even the horse capital of the world. Whether you're here in Ocala, Marion County, Florida or not, Happy horsing around until the same time next week. Don't forget, like us on Facebook uh, and follow us on other social media outlets as well as subscribing to YouTube. Thank you so much to Horses Without Humans for being here and guest co-hosting with us this week. Until next time, don't forget Horse Halloween. Uh, you'll love it. It's going to be an absolutely great event at the downtown market. That is October 29th. Please come and join us from 4 to 8. Until next time, happy horsing around. <laughs>